Episode 41, The Four Steps to Gaining Trust. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, with Jason Jennings. Jason, great to be with you today. Uh, Dale, great to be with you again. Hey, before we get started, I understand you have someone who wrote a review in iTunes that you'd like to say thank you to. Uh, Yeah, surprise me. Uh, That's actually their screen name. Uh, So surprise me wherever you are. Uh, Thank you very much for your comment. Surprise me writes, uh, as a longtime business owner, the Jason Jennings podcast is the one I go to for continuing education. Uh, I've become a huge fan. And so my my big shout out to everybody is this. Uh, some of these podcasts are being downloaded 10, 15, 17,000 times. We just need a few people to go and post a review uh, and also to forward the podcast along to other people. We sure appreciate it. Absolutely. So while you're there in iTunes, write the review, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. It makes it really easy to have that podcast delivered to you each and every week. We try to get them out uh, by Monday morning, and it's uh, ter- terrific information, just like today. Uh, this is a topic I love to talk about, and that is trust and the importance of gaining the trust of employees. Take us down the road. Well, let me tell you why it's very much on my mind. Uh, as you know, and we're not going to talk about it, I'm, I'm working on a new book, which will come out next January, so it's far too early to talk about titles or even definitive subject matter. I, I, I don't want to do that. However, I'm now spending six to ten hours of each of my days that I'm off the road working on the new book. And so there's a lot of research that's crossing my desk and, and a lot of stuff in front of me. And, and, and this week, uh, I, I've come across some information that is just – Absolutely startling. Uh, the first piece was this. Uh, there's a group called uh, the Edelman C- Consulting Group, and every year uh, they publish uh, the Edelman Trust Barometer. But, but here's what the 2014 Edelman Trust Barometer demonstrates. Only one in five people responding to the survey trust business leaders to tell the truth and to make ethical and moral decisions. That means that 80% don't. Then, Dale, take into consideration this. There are now 100 million millennials born between 1980 and the early 2000s. And so they already represent the bulk of your workforce, and they will for many, many years. And now listen to this number. A recent survey out shows that only 19% of them think that most people can be trusted. And then there was another study that came out that shows that when you're embarking on something new in your company, uh, a new initiative – What it shows is that only 17% of all people are going to pitch in immediately, raise their hand and say, pick me, I'm in. 83% of all people are going to sit in their hands at the beginning of any new idea or new initiative. But in that survey, by digging a little deeper, something fascinating was revealed. Uh, Only 20% of all people stay put and refuse to take part in any new initiative. But 63% of all people, a real big majority, can be convinced to get on board and do their part if they trust that it's going to be safe to get involved and that there's a good chance of success. Give them that, and they'll get off their hands, and they'll move faster. So 
trust is required. And so that's one of the chapters I'm working on and, and one of the things we're dissecting and taking apart right now. So trust truly is a currency. I, I know you talk to some business people and they'll say, well, it's it's soft, squishy kind of stuff. And, and I say trust is one of those things that is rock solid hard. You've got to have it in business. So what are some ways that a business owner or a manager is able to start growing trust with their employees? His or her employees. All right. All right. Well, in, in, in the book, I'm, I'm going to be listing the 10 things that you can do and specifically how to achieve them. But today, in the interest of time, because we have limited time, uh, I'm going to cover four of them. Uh, if you want to build trust in an organization, the first thing you, you need to do is get rid of closed doors and get rid of secrets. Uh, I, I don't know if I ever told you this story before. I don't think I did. Uh, not long ago, I was hired to this big speech in Chicago for a big insurance company, a health insurance company. And uh, the event was going to begin at 8.30 in the morning, and I was there at 7.30 shaking hands. And at 25 after 8, uh, the bellman is going through the hotel with the uh, meeting chimes, uh, telling everybody to go into the big ballroom. So I start going into the big ballroom, and uh, a woman stops me, and she grabs my arm, and she says, where are you going? And I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm Jason, uh, Jason Jennings, your speaker. I didn't have a name badge on. She said, I know who you are. Where are you going? And I said, well, I'm speaking. I'm, I'm going in there. She said, you're not allowed in there yet. And I said, well, you know, your CEO is going to say, welcome to Chicago, everybody, and here's a little bit about Jason Jennings, and then we're going to have to put him on. She said, we'll come and get you before you go on. And I said, well, what are you talking about? She said, well, you know, our CEO in his couple of minute welcome might accidentally mention something about our strategy going forward, and it's secret, and you're not allowed to know it. You know, secrets are the currency of people who don't have accomplishments. And the only thing that gives them any self-worth or self-value because they're one of the people who hold the secrets. So if you want to build trust in an organization, don't have any closed-door meetings. There's no need for closed-door meetings. And, and get rid of secrets. That's number one. you got to say that again. Secrets are the currency of people who don't have any accomplishments. Did I get that right? Uh, you got it. That is quotable. That, that's tweetable. <laughs> well, that's all they've got. That, that's all they got. They, they don't have any accomplishments. All I've got are their secrets. That's the only thing that gives them any power. Okay. That, that alone right there was worth the entire podcast. Okay. So n number two. All right. Number two. Look, you have to make every directive clearer. Now, there's a man, uh, I'm not going to mention his name, he's a well-known former CEO, well-known strategist. He actually wrote a book on strategy, and a lot of people would probably know his name. Uh, and I, I personally like the guy, so why hammer somebody? But in the process of accumulating research for the book, uh, one of his former lead managers sent us a memo he, he had received from this person. And uh, here was, so this guy had submitted his annual plan, and this is the feedback he got back. He's the, the memo, and I'm actually reading it. What you've got here is good, he wrote. Uh, but to make it better, I have some suggestions. Uh, first, we need an ambitious plan for productivity that overachieves. Uh, next, our quality problems are disturbing. Uh, continue your work to improve. Three, cost reduction is a big opportunity. One point of cost will take you from an uncomfortable position to a comfortable one. The list went on for 17 similarly phrased bullet points. Now, what in the hell was he saying? He said, we need an ambitious plan on productivity. Well, is that 1% productivity? Is it 5% productivity? 
Is it 25% productivity? What are you looking for, boss? Uh, Next, our quality problems are disturbing. Continue your work to improve. Okay, well, what do you want me working on more? Do you want me working on productivity more, or would you like me working on uh, on the quality problems? And in terms of the quality problems, uh, how do you want them reduced? Uh, by 50%, by 90%, by 95%? And uh, the list went on for 17 things. You know, you're not going to gain people's trust unless you're very, very clear with them. So if you want to begin building trust, make every directive a clear directive. And get to the point. And get Not to the point. 17. Right. Long, laborious points. Okay. Right. So uh, we've, we've talked about getting rid of the closed doors, opening up the doors, no secrets, making every directive even more clear. And next on the list? A very short one. Uh, number three, make it simple. Uh, do you remember what uh, Einstein said? Einstein said, if you've got a theory, a scientific theory, and you cannot explain it to a child and have it make sense, then it's probably not even worthwhile holding on to. Uh, you have to make it simple. Don't write memos that are, that are only meant to impress other people with your use of the language. Let me tell you a story, Dale. Mm. For one of my books, I, uh, I actually gave a chapter to the teenage daughter of, of a close friend of mine. And I said, read the chapter and see what you think. And a couple of days later, uh, she brought it over and she said, well, or I said, well, and she said, well, sometimes I think you write things just to show people how smart you are. Oh, out of the mouth of babes. Yikes. I said, here, take a yellow marker, take the chapter, and every time when you think I've done that, would you highlight it for me? And I've got to tell you something. I think of her every single day as I'm working on every single one of my books. So point number three is if you're, if you're eventually going to gain trust, make it simple. Make it simple. Mm, excellent. All right. Number four. And number four. And you've got to remember, in the book, there's going to be ten of them, but we're just briefly touching on four today. Make it okay uh, to make mistakes. Uh, one, of the, uh, one of the stories I love about rocket scientist Werner von Braun was that uh, at the facility he was heading, uh, somebody made a mistake. And, uh, and the launch, the test launch, uh, was blown. And, uh, and it cost them a lot of money, and it was going to cost them a lot of time. And uh, what did Werner von Braun do? Uh, he sent the person a bottle of champagne. Now, why in the world would you reward a botched launch with a bottle of champagne? Well, von Braun's thinking was, that if he disciplined this guy, if he gave this guy a tough time, if he fired this guy, what would happen is everybody would start start covering their mistakes. Uh, and you, you never want to have an organization where people cover up their mistakes. Uh, you don't necessarily celebrate them, but you, but you certainly don't want them buried. And, and it happens in every single organization. There's a fascinating study that's been done of surgical procedures. And the bottom line on this study, and it was a vast study, showed that highly skilled surgical teams make more errors than poorly skilled surgical teams. And surgical teams very often have better mortality rates from the surgery than highly skilled teams. But actually, when you turn the numbers upside down, what you, what you figure out is that highly skilled teams report their errors and badly skilled teams cover them up. Mm. 
make it okay to make mistakes. Yeah, That's, make it okay to make a mistake. Yeah. Which really ties right back into the to the opening when we talk about getting rid of closed doors and secrets. Right. It's and so I, so I think in short order, because uh, I know we're almost out of time. Uh, so th- these are four baby steps uh, toward getting trust. And, th- and together, uh, I mean, individually, maybe they're not that huge. Collectively, I think they become a game changer. Number one, get rid of closed doors and secrets. I mean, you don't need them. It disenfranchises most of the workforce. Number two, make every directive clearer. Number three, make it simple. Follow Weinstein's advice. And number four, make it okay to make mistakes. Fantastic advice for this uh, edition of The Game Changers. We're going to definitely be back next week. You can pick up one of Jason's books. Uh, They are out and available now. And uh, the most recent that you have out is the updated version of Think Big, Act Small, correct? Uh, Yes, and Think Big, Act Small uh, originally came out about five years ago, and it profiled the only companies in America uh, to achieve double-digit revenue growth and double-digit profit growth organically every year for 10 years. It was a big, successful book, Think Big, Act Small. Uh, So about uh, three years, two and a half years ago, we went back to find out what happened to all of these companies during the Great Recession. And we found that they'd all continued. And so you've got this small group of companies, American companies in this book, that have grown revenues at the top line and the profit line, double digits every year for 15 years without a miss. I mean, it's uh, not because I wrote the book, but it's a must read. And it's paperback. I mean, so what does it cost? It costs almost nothing. Great. The other one um, I love to give to new leaders or leaders who are taking new positions, and that is called Hit the Ground Running. So a couple of books for folks to consider as they are uh, looking at building up their bookshelves. And we'll be back next week. If you have not done so, please go and rate and review this podcast in iTunes. We would be most grateful for that. Any parting words, Jason? Uh, yeah, please go to iTunes and rate and review the podcast. I mean, it. you know, I know it's hard. I know everybody is busy. But, but, uh, but if you've gotten one thing out of one of these podcasts, do that as a personal favor to me, and I'll owe you one. Uh, so join Surprise Me and, uh, and post a review for us. Thanks very much. Absolutely. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Take care. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leaders. Leader, best-selling author and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.